0: The entire team at the Emsolation podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians and cultures of the lands and seas on which we live and work. We pay our respects to all First Nations peoples, elders and ancestors. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and stand in solidarity towards a shared future. I personally want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I record this podcast every week, the Wurundjeri people. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place I call home.
1: Always was, always will be. M. Rossiano.
2: Whose dick is swinging where and what are they hitting? And who's swinging it and who's holding it?
1: And Michael Lucas. I think of a
2: very fat white man being covered in animal fat for some sort of roasting procedure. This
1: is M. Salation. And if we are both ever
2: nominated for Best Actress at the Oscars and then I win, (laughs) you will stand in the audience and scream. He doesn't! He doesn't have 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 (laughs) this!
0: Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. Oh, my voice. I'm so sorry. My name is M Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodiverse magic brain. And together with my best friend, Mr. Michael Lucas, who's an acclaimed screenwriter and podcaster, I bring you this podcast every Thursday. I look, I'm not going to be brave. I don't need to. I've been complaining about it. I'm, I'm, I'm a terrible sick person. Oh my God, everyone knows, I can't help it. I complain the whole time, I'm terrible. I'm not a martyr, everyone knows. It's not COVID, I just wanna point out straight away, not COVID, I've done multiple tests, I've done so many rats, but I am not well. And I have had a tough weekend with my husband, um, which you're about to hear about. So before we started recording, I was regaling Michael with the weekend's events. And I said, I'm not gonna say it on air, I'm not gonna say it on air. Because Scott will get upset. It's in-house stuff. I'm not going to air our dirty laundry. Well, I hand washed our dirty laundry. You're all about to hear what happened at my house on the weekend. You're sworn to secrecy. You'll hear that. It's been just one of those times. (laughs) In my house, everyone's unwell. Scott is in quarantine now, as you'll hear, which is very convenient for him. How relaxing. That's all coming up. I want to let you know that... The live show is pretty much sold out in Melbourne. Thank you for your support. We love that. But obviously, now we are online tickets. I want you all there. You can pay as little or as much as you want between five and ten bucks. So you can pay five bucks, it's a cup of coffee. That's it. I want you all there. I want this to be a huge live experience. It's super easy. Crowdcast the app. If you attended the Christmas special, you'll know that it's very user friendly. We're really going to put on a good show for you. So, please register, claim your spot for the live stream and you can do it anywhere in the world. And we'll leave the show up for 29 hours exactly. So, you'll have until like a midnight Wednesday night to watch it. And we're not going to turn this show into a podcast. So, if you miss it, you miss it. That's it. You only get one chance to experience the emulation live second birthday spectacular. So please do, you've all been such a huge part of this thing that just started in my, in my attic, uh, becoming what it is as I sit here in, in our studio. I've been, what have I been watching? Uh, a lot of Vikings. Oh, my God, marvellous Mrs Maisel. If you're up to date, finally, all of us horny, horny housewives got our comeuppance. God, what a great episode. I know you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, I'm sorry. But thank God that finally happened. What else am I going to recap? Drag Race. I was not happy with the winner. I believe the wrong person won. Spoiler alert, I'm going to talk about how I think Mohart should have won. Mohart was outstanding. Thank you. The entire time, consistent, incredible. Blue Hydrangea just got uppity one week and sent Pangina home. Tonight I'm sending home Pangina. Who did not deserve to go home. It should have been Pangina v Mo. (laughs) In the final Lip Sync Smackdown, it was not. And Blue Hydrangea did one bloody death drop. You do one bloody death drop and suddenly you've got a crown. Even if you shit the whole way through. Mo can't do death drops, she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to do that stuff.
2: And that's a fact. And facts are facts.
0: Anyway, that's my thoughts and feelings on the Drag Race finale. What you're about to hear is someone who's very high on cold and flu. I am the Lizard Queen! Who had an audience, lights on her, and got a bit showy-offy. Please don't tell my husband. Please, just don't, okay? Just fucking don't. Sometimes we just need to vent to our friends. I just have a lot of you that's all from me. Get your tickets to the show. I hope you're all as well as anyone can be. It's a fucking wild time at the moment. I feel out of control. Everything feels big and hard. And I'm not just talking about in my house. That's a side point. I just mean in general in the world and find some solace where you can have a break from stuff if you can. I hope this podcast is included in things that give you a moment's peace from the news cycle and life in general. I'm really trying to make this thing every week with in mind that I'm maybe a safe space or where a safe space for you. All right, that's enough from me. Just brace yourselves. I'm coming in at a thousand out of 10. What you're about to hear after our little, you know, after I say, play the music and you'll hear the little sting, then it's just on, Which is just on. I get a bit sweary, just, just, just on, okay? You've been warned. Play the music.
1: M. Luciano and Michael Lucas, this is M. Salation.
0: Hello, everybody. Hello, Michael Lucas. Hello. I. What were you going to say? You are... Terrified.
2: Why? Let's just say there's a lot of energy coming off you at the moment. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> there is a bright neon sign behind you, but the sheer wattage. <laughs> and and it, would I describe it as a positive energy? Mm, not easily defined as such. <laughs> Manic, there's a lot of anger. It's just...
0: Oh, mate. Right. So before we get into this week's episode, there's some things I need to get off my chest. No one is to tell my husband I've done this. I swear to God, if any of you, like, you're not my friends. So I'm unwell. I just... And it's not COVID. It's not COVID. Stop it. It's not COVID. I've done multiple tests, lots of tests.
2: Not COVID. She's woken herself up at three o'clock in the morning to do tests. I have. According to her daughter.
0: My nostrils are going to take out a restraining order against me shortly. (laughs) Elio knows how to do it on himself. He's had it done so many times. (laughs) I do not have it. Scott went away for the weekend and it was some peaks challenge, it was called, and it's like this ridiculous long endurance ride up Falls Creek up a big hill. And he's been training for it for months and months and months. The last time Scott rode in a professional race of this sort, he nearly died. Yes. I got a phone call saying, "Uh, your husband is unconscious. He's in a neck brace head injuries. You need to get yourself to the hospital immediately.
2: Mm.
0: That's the last time Scott's been in a race. Mm. I have PTSD around Scott racing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't like it when he leaves the house to go riding. I've been dealing with this a lot in therapy. It's not a fun topic. I'm not going to go into it. Anyway, you can imagine the weekend was really great fun for me. <laughs> but he went. He was staying a few days with the boys. You know, they were doing boy things without their wives. Yes, yeah, staying in a, an apartment. And on Sunday, Scott did the race. And I said to him, when you finish the race, can you just... Give me a text.
2: Yeah, let you know he's alive.
0: That's not unreasonable.
2: No, considering the history.
0: Thank you. And about 6, 6.30 rolls around when I knew he we was supposed to be finishing Yeah. and I sent him a text, Oh, good, like and I was trying to keep it light because I yeah. wanted him to like finish the race then go have a beer or whatever the fuck he does afterwards. Yeah,
2: he didn't want to harangue him. No,
0: I'm not going to be, just go, go. Mm. Oh, look at me, I'm such a carefree wife. Oh, God, I'll just do whatever you want. I'm not even thinking about you. It's fine. It's like I've been pacing all day and I made myself sick and I've got diarrhoea over it. Anyway. Nothing. 7 o'clock, nothing. I ring him, doesn't answer. (laughs) 7.30, nothing. I'm stressing. I'm sending messages, please. I'm begging you. Just just let me know you're okay. Mm. Nothing. 9.45pm, I get a text and I quote, (sighs) let me get it up. I mean, I don't want to misquote my husband. (laughs) Sorry, I'm okay. I finished just before cutoff. Since then, been on the toilet with bad guts from all the energy food. <laughs> and I left it. Yeah. I
2: left it. Like so, we're meant to believe because of that, that due to the severe shooting, texting was not possible.
0: Couldn't do it. Could Neri pick up a phone for holding toilet paper to his leaking a noose? Mm. Couldn't possibly no. pop. No, could not even. Couldn't even say, hey, Siri, text Emmy. Couldn't even do that. No. <laughs> okay? So, the next morning, Nothing. Oh. Mummy's boiling. Mummy's stewing.
2: Mummy... She hasn't had a good sleep last night, I'd watch. Mummy huh? hasn't slept.
0: No sleep. No bed. Mummy knew he was okay, but he wasn't going to be. <laughs> but then I, I said to myself, okay, Em, okay, 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 okay. If when he rings, he was unable to talk to anyone else
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he didn't text anyone because mm-hmm. he truly was in the depths of diarrhoea hell... Mm. You'll let, it, you'll let this one slide. You'll get it. You'll be, you'll be cool. You'll be cool. You'll be cool. So he calls me at about 3 p.m. This is our first. <laughs> and he says to me, Hi. And I said, Hello. <laughs> and then says to me, Oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> I thought you were dead on the side of a mountain. I said, Oh, well, um, what happened? Why, why couldn't you just text me back? And just, I'm trying to be cool. Why can not you just let me know? I think I even called him bro at one point. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Why can't you just let me know? Are you okay? Because oh yeah, like I was on the toilet. I said, Oh yeah, just out of interest. Scott. <laughs> Did you text anyone else? Like, so if I looked at your phone, uh, there would be no outgoing messages from the time you got off the saddle
2: onto the dunny. I love how much you sound like a prosecutor in this. It's amazing. I can see you and in then, the courtroom.
0: <laughs> he goes,
2: Oh, a message to couple mates. I
0: said What, what an idiot. He said, oh, yeah, did they just wanted to know how I went. Ha-ha! <gasps> <laughs> you should see me, mate. I dropped the phone. I dropped my phone. <laughs> and then it gets worse. So then I said to him, mate, this is unforgivable. Like, truly, you were able to text your time, but you couldn't let your wife know you are OK. That's pretty selfish.
2: <laughs> your fraught wife who was considering driving to the spinal unit at the Alfred. <laughs> pretty much.
0: Yeah. yeah, pretty much. I was Googling bike crashes in Falls Creek. That's not a lie. I can check my history. Best you don't. But I did. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Then he says, Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I had so much diarrhea and I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I said, Okay, right. Well, we'll talk about this when you get home. He goes, Oh, before you go, the guy I was rooming with has got COVID. Coronavirus. <laughs> I said, You buried the lead.
2: <laughs> he goes, What do I do? <laughs> and I said, it's, in his defense, there hasn't been much publicity about what to do when someone around you gets COVID. Who's to know? It's a new pandemic.
0: I said, you've got to isolate, can't come, can't, can't be anywhere near us. Seven days. Gotta go <laughs> get a test. So I am sick looking after the house, working, doing all the things, and this guy, conveniently, is now lounging away in isolation, having meals brought to him. <laughs> <laughs> and am I bringing those meals 45 minutes after you ask for them and are they cold? Fucking yes. It's your lunch. It'll get cold. And he will take the food when he gets it and how I just seem fit to deliver this it. This
2: is a beautiful reversal of fortune. I love it. You are uniquely well-placed to torture someone who's in some form of tower. You've watched a lot of Disney <laughs> animations and there's a lot of angry women in yeah, there yeah. that lock people in towers mm-hmm. and serve them cold slops. And
0: I get it. I yep. always gravitate towards those women because you what do? all the evil queens have in common? Shit husbands that That's let them down, <laughs> that die, they fucking don't show up when they should. Like, like you know? This is, I've had it. Anyway, he's negative. He had a nose swab and all that, but he still has to stay locked up. And this morning he's like, "But I'm negative. Could not come out." I said, "No. <laughs> you can't. And if you do, I'll report you." <laughs> uh...
2: I would I could believe you would call the police on your husband. 100%.
0: <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm so sweaty. Anyway,
2: Well, that. the good thing is you're dealing with it with grace.
0: <laughs> I just want to assure everyone he is fine. It's all fine. We will be okay. But
2: if you put <laughs> yourself
0: in my situation on Sunday, the fact that he couldn't send me just a, little, just a little thumbs up, just a little emoji, anything, even the poo emoji, just to let me know that he's okay, but also there's a poo issue, anything. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ooh, okay,
0: no one is to tell Scott I vented.
2: I love how much you can trust that he won't have listened to this podcast. Absolutely
0: he hasn't listened to an episode since he wasn't on it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to <laughs> funner things. Scromo, I think Scromo's going to get toppled. I do.
2: You've said this, provide your evidence.
0: Well, I just feel like we're just before the budget. Yeah. Yep. There's been a lot of talk about the same phone calls that were happening before Tony Abbott, before Malcolm Turnbull, are now happening in the party room amongst the Liberal Party about ScoMo. Yeah. And the party is apparently pretty divided. There's a lot of people who want Dutton because he represents, you know, the right and the more traditional values of the Liberal Party. Victorian Liberals specifically want Frydenberg. Yes. Because he's Victorian. Mm -hmm. And also considered a little bit more user-friendly and light by the voting public. Yeah. And then obviously Dutton could win seats in Queensland but they already have basically all the seats in Queensland so we can't really help them out there. Everywhere else Dutton's fucked. But I do know that Dutton backs himself for some bizarre reason. Mm. Dutton backs himself. Mm. I don't want it to happen. I want ScoMo to face the music. I want ScoMo to be unceremoniously removed for being so incompetent. But something in my waters, and I've been chatting with Jamila Rizvi about it, I still think they're going to... You think it's going to happen? I do!
2: I think it's too late. And also I think that in the previous examples you mentioned, there was a very obvious... Like, when, when Abbott was taken down, it was very obvious that it was going to be Turnbull. He was the one that the public wanted and it couldn't be clearer. Less clear when Turnbull went. Yeah. But there were still a number of candidates. I think the problem is both of... Frydenberg and Dutton, neither of them really stand out as being, I don't know, a more confident campaigner or more of a likely chance to win. So if I were them, I, I think I'd probably at this point stick with Morrison and brace for the worse.
0: I would too, but we're dealing with true straight white men who are extremely ambitious, mm. maybe not as intelligent as we maybe even give them credit for, and are power hungry. Mm. And this could be their one shot. Mm. It literally could be their one shot at this. Not away my shot? And there's just something in me that I feel like Dutton wants it more and that seems to be a lot of the vibes that are coming out. Dutton really wants this more. Yeah. And Frydenberg has kind of put his support behind the Prime Minister. But if, as I've said, if you follow sport, when the board back the coach, they're usually sacked the week after. Oh,
2: and I, who could ever forget ScoMo affectionately standing oh. at Turnbull's side? <laughs> this
1: is my leader. There you go. And I'm ambitious for him.
2: Turnbull even called him ScoMo in his last... Speech. Oh, yeah. It was all love games, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah,
1: good on you. Thanks, ScoMo.
0: Look, I mean, what's happened in the last two weeks, from what I've been listening to, I listened to a couple of podcasts and, and chatting to people who are kind of on the outskirts of politics, Jamila Rizvi, <laughs> and <laughs> basically the last two weeks have been the worst for ScoMo in terms yeah. of inside his party.
2: And also the latest news polls come out and Elbow is finally equal preferred Prime Minister and it's very, very rare for the challenger to get in front on that score. Obviously, Labor is so far ahead in the two-party preferred. Mm. So it's really not looking good for him. But still.
0: Yeah, I just wait. Like, as we know with polling, people say one thing because they're mm. embarrassed, but they actually vote another way because they're scared. Like, Kyle and Jackie O came out this week, have a huge sway in Sydney, and said they're voting for Scott Morrison because they feel safe with him.
2: Really? Literally
0: stated their political alliance on their immensely popular radio show, and they do have giant sway with Western Sydney especially. Mm. Kyle's huge in Western Sydney. Mm. So I wouldn't count the Liberal Party out. I never would. But, I mean, let's reflect on this week. ScoMo weirdly poking fun at elbow-losing weight.
1: I'm not pretending to be anyone else. We're still wearing the same glasses. (laughs) um, Sadly, the same suits. And I weigh about the same, and I don't mind a bit of Italian cake
2: either. Strange choice.
0: Why? Like, in the last two weeks, we've lost a sporting hero and a senator to heart attacks. Record numbers of men are booking in to see their GP after what happened to Shane Warne. Mm. Why would you make fun of someone getting healthy?
2: Well, maybe he's looking at the images of Elbow looking tanned and fantastic on the cover of Woman's Weekly, feeling a bit self-conscious, and his way of deflecting is to say, hey, it's me, I am who I am, I'm relatable, I'm not changing. <laughs> it's what he said, I haven't lost any weight, I'm still wearing the same suits. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, we need you to change, bro, this is the whole problem, ScoMo. And also this whole I am who I am says the man who has done hairdressing, has done the welding. Like, he has been an absolute cavalcade of ridiculous activities. The ukulele.
0: We can't forget April Sun in Cuba. We will not. We can never.
2: (laughs) Take me to the... I don't know that the, any of those activities came very natural to him.
0: No, and like, and I was listening to a harrowing podcast this morning, uh, the seven AM podcast, and it was interviewing people who were in the Northern Rivers region, and the overwhelming feeling is we were abandoned mm. by the federal government, mm. and if we didn't all go out and get our dinghies and canoes and kayaks and take it into our own untrained and unskilled hands, mm. way more people would have died. Mm. And no matter what side of politics you're on, if you're in that area, mm. you're not feeling particularly held by the liberal government at the moment, no. you, are you? No. Totally and utterly abandoned. And then, on a much lesser scale, we had the cock and balls, boobs, cubes, giant purple dildo logo for the Department of the Prime Minister and Cabinet Women's Network. Ew, what happened?
2: That was a political highlight of my week.
0: I. Can you explain what, how,
2: what, and what it was? Well, they there were an array of logos that were designed for various departments, right. so it was one of many. Right. And I must admit, when I first saw it, I don't think there's ever been an image that I've seen online that I've cross-checked more times to make sure it was authentic because I, it looked so much... Uh, some people saw a tampon, some people saw tits. It
0: was a magic eye.
2: Yeah, and, and but I think the majority of people saw the cock and balls, as I did, but it looked so much like a cock and balls that I... Didn't believe it, and so I had to go on the government website. I didn't believe you when you said to me, "Yeah, absolutely," and just triple check, quadruple check, quintuple whatever it is, check, and it really was real. And one can only imagine how many people have to sign off on something before it goes on an official government website. I'm just going to come out and say, I can't imagine any women were among that gang. (laughs)
0: for the cabinet for women. Mm. Like this logo, multiple people looked at it and saw this giant throbbing purple dildo mm. Mm. with a stray pube or with boobs. I think it really kind of maybe showed your proclivity. It maybe showed like your leanings, what you saw. Mm. It's almost one of those surprising
2: tests. then that I saw boobs.
0: Yeah, it is surprising. <laughs> but not really. You do love women. True. I just saw cock and ball straight away. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah, love yeah. a cock and ball. Mm. So, you know, I mean it just shows up what maybe you're looking for in life.
2: So maybe they've inadvertently <laughs> like stumbled a, onto a some sort of... What is the test called yeah. when you
0: hold up a butterfly and if someone yeah. sees a dinosaur, you're a psychopath? That what dream a test. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean.
2: <laughs> yeah, but that, the sexuality, it's yeah. a breakthrough.
0: What do you see in this logo? Because some people saw, yeah, a tampon with a string. You saw mm. a little curly pube. Mm. It actually resembles the tattoo I have on my foot.
2: That's really alarming. Yeah.
0: To rebel against my father, the first tattoo I got was like two swirly lines coming out from my toe. Oh, okay,
2: not a cock and ball. No, just a swirly. Because I don't think Vinci would have liked that either.
0: (laughs) And my dad looked at me and he goes, it looks like pibs are caught between your toes, Em. And he's right, it does. I still have it to this day. I'll get it out and I'll show people later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that felt like the final kind of, oh, God, this guy cannot. And then they've come out, they've removed the logo. God, that was swift, wasn't it? If only he'd sent the ADF in as quickly as he managed to remove <laughs> the cock and balls logo. If only he was able to get the ADF to the flood affected dairies as quickly as he could remove <laughs> that giant thing. Well, I cannot believe how fast that got. I
2: just wish the person who was responsible for it. Can you imagine the interrogation? You didn't see the cock and balls? No. You didn't see the tits? No. You didn't see the tampon? The dildo? No. no. Didn't see any of it. No dildo. No. I just saw a W and some purple. That's it. <laughs> And the fact that it was purple as well. Anyway, oh, the choice of purple! Everything about it—it it was like a chaser uh, sketch yes. or a Petula Advocate article. It was—it was incredible.
0: What do you think? I've now become obsessed with. I need to find the artist.
2: Oh, 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 oh yeah, totally. I
0: need that person to come forward and, and tell their story, ho- but and hopefully say, "Yeah, I did it. I hate him. I was setting him up."
2: I hope that would be remarkable. What a hero! I'm hoping. But I'm, I'm going to say I'm interested no matter what explanation I oh, have. And I just want to say to that. Want the out. email Let's,
0: chains. Yeah, totally. Oh, um, ben, I've just knocked something up on uh, Canva. Can you just have a little look? <laughs> Regards. Uh, oh, yeah, Ben, I've had a look. Uh, it's great. Thanks. Yeah, I'll just pass it on to Steve in copy. Okay, Steve. Oh, yeah, I've looked. Yeah, it looks fine, fine, fine. I like <laughs> the colours. Very girly. Purple, women. Great. Like, I imagine that was the chain.
2: I think so. Fuck. It's like, you're in the, it's like you've been in rooms like that before, Em.
0: Oh. <laughs> I've been in a room where I was the only woman and five other men were discussing why I shouldn't talk about menstruation on air. It's offensive.
2: Ah, oh. Yeah. My co-writer, Kristen Bartlett, has been in a television writing room where four middle-aged male executives proceeded to tell her if she knew what the Bechdel test was. Oh. <laughs> And if you don't know it, it's the test that basically are there two female characters having a conversation about something other than a man? And she said, oh, yeah, no, I, I am across it. And then they explained it to her regardless and got it wrong.
0: Oh, my <laughs> God, stop it. Well, the next day I said period a record amount of times on air and I made them have a period counter as well. So <laughs> I was like, as of the example of how I deal with Scott, I'm super mature when it comes to
2: <laughs> retaliation, retribution. <Yeah. laughs>
0: I don't think when you go to marriage counselling the word retribution is supposed to be used. I better check that. Anyway, I still think that when he finally announces this election, which has to happen any day, this is
2: ridiculous. We're into, yeah, it's got to be within the next two months.
0: 100%. I don't know that ScoMo is going to be the one who is going to be on the ballot paper. Oh,
2: magical unicorn of death.
0: We'll see. All right, we're going to go away. We're going to come back. I've watched the most marvellous Disney Pixar film and I love it. It mentions periods. <laughs> We're really on a theme today. I'm going to try and calm down till I'm really sweaty. We'll be back.
1: M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is, 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 is m
0: I watched Turning Red. I'm really trying to talk slowly. Can you tell? The new Disney Pixar film Turning Red. And it's so good! I'm Maylin Lee. I wear what I want, say what I want, 24-7, 365. Never no I know, it's a lot. But like, I don't got time to mess around. I loved it so much. Now, have you watched it yet?
2: I have not, but I, I've watched the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm across the premise. I've read about it.
0: It's directed by Dom Shi Shi, who won an Academy Award for her short animated film. Is it, is it Bao? Yeah, yeah,
2: which was fantastic. Oh, I have seen that.
0: I felt really a bit upset watching that film because mm, mm, I okay. almost saw My Future. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's a movie about an elderly Chinese woman mm. whose son moves away and she's empty nester and very sad and lonely mm. and one of her dumplings comes, comes to, to life, life. Yeah. and kind of represents him and they have a relationship And like, instead of letting the dumpling leave, she eats it and therefore absorbs him back into her again once more. Uh, uh, I thought it was sweet. <laughs> Other people have found it very upsetting.
2: To be fair, I can imagine that in that eventual time when all three of your kids are left, oh. I will come around to your house and you will be there clutching a carbohydrate and crying on it before turning on it and eating it. It's, it's yes. an entirely plausible series of events. Uh, the
0: only thing you got wrong there is I'll be turning up to your house with my That's suitcases <laughs> ready to move in. <laughs> Let's get the dogs! <laughs> uh, so she, this is her first full-length feature and it's about 13-year-old Chinese connection. Canadian Maylin Lee, and basically, it's her navigating hormones and sexual awakenings and periods and being obsessed with a boy band with their friends. It's set in the early 2000s. Mm. And this little side twist is that when she gets really upset or really excited, she turns into a giant red panda.
2: Yeah, yep. as you do. As you do. Which is, feels like it's... A metaphor. Is it a metaphor for teenage anger and yeah. for possibly also for periods? periods? Yeah, yeah, it's a
0: whole... It's got so many levels. Yeah. But legitimately, the women in her family, there's a line of women that it's a genetic default that passes mm, mm, through all the women in their family, mm. and they do these ceremonies... On a red moon, I just realised a red moon, and you can trap the panda energy and you no longer have to turn into Mm, a panda. mm. We've watched it five times in the last three days Mm. because obviously. (laughs)
2: I'm feeling like Scott may have seen a red panda (laughs) side to you this week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I loved it so much. My girls, so Odie, Chella and Elio, And I all watched it together. Elio loves it because of the panda. Mm -hmm. And the girls squirmed with secondhand embarrassment. Like Mm -hmm. there's so much. This is the first Pixar film that I can remember besides Brave, which is also their only other female-helmed film, that really catered to teenage girls Mm. and tween girls. Mm. And they both felt so seen. I could see them both leaning in. And Chella's 20 and Odie's 15, Mm. so this isn't really aimed at them. But they were squirming and cringing and... I loved it because so often, I think with Pixar especially, everything's been very generic and broad and general mm-hmm. and safe mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I just think this is so great that they've done this and they mention pads and periods.
2: Oh, true breakthrough. In you a Disney
0: Pixar can't
2: film. Don't see
0: that in Frozen. You do not. I mean, and there's other issues in Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get where you started. That poor bitch can't masturbate. You know, I'm obsessed with that. She's got to wear other mitts. No one's feeling anything in other mitts. <laughs> you don't mitts.
2: want to surf a frozen crimson wave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't want a guys.
1: <laughs> oh, look at that. I've been impelled. Oh, I'm
2: Tell can't. you what, if they go to a third one, if there is not an inspirational ballad <laughs> <laughs> called cliptical, cliptical, <laughs> cliptical,
0: and dixical. <laughs> I mean, Elsa wasn't getting anyone off behind the toboggan shed at Arendelle High. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that. <it. laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't crashing into the Berg. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> the dickhole was so much better. I'll allow so it. So much more elevated.
0: I'll allow it. Oh, my God, I'm so sweaty. Anyway. It has been wildly praised, uh, saying it's relatable, but then I found one guy who's like the head of Cinema Blend, and his name's Sean O'Connell. And he said he felt it was limiting and he didn't identify with them and he didn't like how it was centered around Chinese Canadian tweens and that he couldn't watch it and feel like seen. And I was like, mate, anyone who's ever, like, anyone who's had a vision or knows someone with a vision or was embarrassed in the late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. I sat there going, oh, Like, what is your most embarrassing high school memory? Singularly, what is it? Tell me. Uh, I mean, obviously, I can reach and touch fourteen of mine, but what have you got? Oh God, the I love you story.
2: That was terrible, but that was that was sort of it happened on a private phone call. That was when I declared love to someone or confirmed love to someone who then said, "Well, everyone's got to like someone, and I just have to accept that you like me." We'll never forget. What <laughs> I remember Central Australia trip. I fell asleep on the bus and then uh, it clearly got like quite a significant and visible erection. Then I woke up and realised
0: that Wait, like, so, in, on, in wait. the pants. Can you tell me? So you were. A, oh, this yeah, is. Yeah. Which is
2: very much. You're a storyteller. Can you rigor? please tell
0: this story correctly? Mr. Driver, one of my busmates has purloined my French horn.
2: Central Australia, yeah. long, long bus trips. Yeah. Um, you'd fall asleep on the bus because no-one was sleeping in the campsites that night. And you were probably in, like, grey
0: tracksuit
2: pants. Uh, I was in shorts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, teenage boys matter, of course. Well, any men, really. Um, Yes, yes, woke up. Who spotted the erection? Um, it it was painfully obvious to all around. And also the worst thing was I was on the back four seat at the time, oh, no. so it could not have been more public. <laughs> and as I recall, I was sort of vaguely having a bit of a sex dream as well, which was also very common. <laughs> anyway, got over that. Oh
0: Well, see, that's the thing. You'll watch this and, and there's so many moments in this film where you do feel like, I don't know, it's just something about this. I'm just like, finally, they've made something that mm. a lot of people will watch. And I don't know, it's... I, I will defend this movie to the
2: death. And also, little girls world over uh, uh, have been <laughs> forced to try and relate to, you know, white male protagonists. I mean, it's not like... <laughs> there are a lot of Star Wars movies that were made in Indiana Jones movies that were made and on and on and on. Toy go on Story. Forever. Yeah, forever, forever. And girls just didn't go, sorry, cannot. <laughs> it is the most white
0: centering thing to do mm. to take a film made by an Asian woman, mm. the first... To ever make a film for this studio that centres a female protagonist who's also asian and talks about puberty and to- and to say i don't feel seen mm. mate mm. wow <laughs> and just because it doesn't appeal to you doesn't mean that it's like alienating god white men sometimes i'll tell you right now <laughs> i know i'm looking at one
2: no you are looking at one but you've got another one locked in an attic eating cold soup so it's it's it's, it's, it's all the great balance and on
0: that note Make sure you watch Turning Red with your daughters, but watch it with your sons. So important. I would much rather you sit with your sons because your girls will know all this and they'll sit there and they'll smile knowingly. But your sons need to watch this so they know that girls go through all the same shit they go through. Mm. Girls actually do walk around a bit horny. Girls do fantasise about stuff. Mm. You know, it's just I'm so glad they've made it. I commend you, Disney Pixar but what did you say?
2: Yeah, there's troubles between Disney and Pixar. Well, Bitch fights. Pixar staffer, Who are Who
0: is siding myth?
2: Pixar. Okay. Firstly, they're not happy that Disney is putting all their things direct on Disney Plus. Oh. They're saving the big theatrical premiere and all of that sort of stuff for the Marvel movies. And yeah. all the Pixar movies are going to and they they feel like it takes away the sense of event. Uh. It makes sense because Disney wants a whole lot of like Disney Plus yeah. subscribers. Yeah. And and as I mean you've watched it five times, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they say they missed the days, the glory days of the Monsters, Inc. and everything, where every Pixar film was like this massive event. So they're not happy about that. But then on top of that, in Florida, there's the uh, Don't Say Gay Ugh. law that they're trying to push through. And, and it's basically this law that wants to sort of enforce that um, teachers cannot say anything about homosexuality to school kids under a certain age, no matter what. And um, Oh, my God. Disney in the past has been known under their previous CEO to take a bit of a stand on things yes. like this. But Well, they certainly
0: try and cash in on uh, what the so called pink dollar.
2: Well, but the current um, CEO, who's a bit more conservative, said, uh, We're not going to take a stand on this. And keep in mind, Disney has like <gasps> tens of thousands of employees oh, in Florida no. because of Disney World's there. He said, We're not going to take a stand. And he, he dared to say, We talk through our work. And the Pixar, Pixar, it probably won't surprise you, he has a high proportion of. queer uh, Queer. employees, they wrote a letter saying, oh, you say we speak through our work. Well, do you want us to outline how many times we've tried to put in queer protagonists into our films and Disney has uh, forced us to take them out? Yeah. And then they said, and you know, we we think it's completely inappropriate not to take us down on this. And he did a massive backflip, not on allowing them to have queer characters, but he did a backflip and said that um, the Disney organisation is against that law. Oh, mm. good. Drama.
0: Yes, Pixar. Go, Pixar. Elsa's a queer character. Just not sad. Totally. 100%. Lesbian yeah. ice lair. Off she mm. goes. No,
2: the closest they've got was in the live-action Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Mm. Yes.
0: No, but I mean, I feel like in Frozen 3, Elsa's going to have a thing with the Reindeer Queen. What's her name? The really pretty girl from the Reindeer Squad.
2: I I don't have your obsession with Frozen 2. Elsa's
0: Elsa's getting some action. Okay. Hey, Gail, we're going for a ride. Want
2: to come? I'm telling you, there'll be
0: clitsicles Ahoy in 2025. That's what the episode's going to be called, Clipsicle Ahoy. All right, I better go. If any of you snitches get stitches, guys, no one better snitch on me.
2: It is Maybe true. Maybe we'll
0: call the episode that.
2: M prefaces most interactions with people by saying, no sympathy for Scott Barrett. I would not be surprised if she commences <laughs> interactions with an NDA that includes at no point will the individual express anything bordering on sympathy to my entrapped husband. I want
0: to point out I'm under the influence of a lot of pseudoephedrine and stimulant medication for my ADHD. So I cannot be held responsible for the things I've just said over the last 50 minutes.
2: And I feel like I should add a humane legal note that it wasn't so much cold soup she was serving him as poorly microwaved. Thank you. Insufficiently microwaved. Correct. He simply requested just a little bit more, just a 30 seconds. Oh,
0: OK, lady muck. Sure. Do you want a thermometer with that? You want me to tell you the exact degrees? Do you want a room temperature, Mariah? Whatever. You'll get the <laughs> soup at the fucking temperature. Either side you get it at. No soup for you. All right. Eat your soup. And maybe next time... You're shitting yourself on the toilet and your wife thinks you're dead you'll pop on the phone and give her a little call so teach him teach him
2: i love that you think that i <laughs>
0: fucking worry all right see you later bye okay i'm having some regrets i've asked everyone on the team if we should remove the scott stuff they've all said no but i think they're all being content whores i don't think they're putting my safety the safety of my marriage first i mean i'm safe i'm fine but yeah Look, I just had to get it off my chest and I did. <laughs> I apologise for how sick my voice sounded. The whole time I'm hearing my radio bosses in my ear saying, try not to sound sick on air. People don't want to hear sick people, especially during a pandemic. So hopefully next week I'll be back, less snotty, and I'll keep you updated on Scotch. He'll be okay. He'll be down from there. He's not locked. He's not actually like locked in a separate part of the house, but he is. Do I have the only key on my keyring here? Yes. Nah, I'm joking. He can unlock it with a nail file. Odie does it all the time. It's fine. <laughs> oh my God. None of this, I'm I'm dramatising it. I'm dramatising it. He can come down, but he can't because he gets yelled at. He's got three women there watching him like a hawk. It's up comeuppance. Some might say it's karma, you know? Some might say that. I mean, I don't want to say that, but it is. They will do precisely as I've instructed. All right, until next week, my darlings, I hope you enjoyed that roller coaster. Make sure you watch Turning Red. It's so great. It is actually so, so great, you know. I don't know. I'll try and find something that makes you feel good for five fucking seconds. I'm gonna go buy myself some Ferrero Rochers. Just made that decision then. All right, gang. See you later.
1: Msalation with M. Rossiano is a Spotify exclusive podcast. Hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley. Produced by M. Rossiano. Edited by Ezekiel Fan at Entente Music. With videos by Liam O'Brien, Socials by Marcella Rossiano Barrow. With assistance from Jem Evans and Georgia Watts. Plus occasional technical wizardry, wine, and coffee from M. Dad Vinci. Get more M-Solation by following the M-Solation podcast on Instagram where you can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. You can join other M-Solators at the M-Solation group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. If you love what we do, share this podcast with a friend and make sure you're following us on the Spotify app. Thanks for taking time out to listen to this week's episode and we look forward to chatting with you again soon.